0: What's going on, guys? We're here with Paul Emick, our uh, very first Silverback Power sponsored athlete, at the uh, Chris Fit uh, Personal Training Gym in Niagara Falls, New York. Uh, we did our first training session together today, and it was uh, went really well, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think
0: uh,
1: I know. Especially, I had a great workout, and watching Paul and Adam and uh, and his friend Steve as well. I think uh, Paul's pretty happy with his workout because it went really well.
2: Yeah. Thousand and what was it today? 1,045 was my top 1,045, set. That's
1: awesome. yeah. That's awesome. So i have a video of that coming soon. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, so what got you into powerlifting?
2: I first started training, uh, getting involved in bodybuilding. I uh, trained in that for a couple of years. I uh, ended up competing in, a, in an NGA bodybuilding show. I ended up placing first in the heavyweight class right and I won the overall as well.
1: Great. So,
2: uh, through my bodybuilding training, I was training Max OT style, so heavy weight, low reps. That's my foundation from day one. So yeah. lifting heavy appealed to me, and I got a base for it pretty <laughs> yeah. early on. And yeah. uh, shortly after my bodybuilding competition, uh, a couple friends of mine were training in a group, mm-hmm. and I started hanging out with them and training with them, and I was hooked from the first time I went to my friend's house. Yeah. First time I saw a monolift. First time I saw a guy squatting over seven hundred pounds. Like <laughs> this is what. I was meant to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, never looked back. Never will look back.
0: What age did you start that bodybuilding and stuff? Was it high school?
2: Uh, senior year of high school, I, uh, just before my 18th birthday is right, when I first okay. started. So, you know, a little more than 10 years down the road. And
0: <laughs> yeah, you're a thousand really plus. Thousand, yeah, so. exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: No, I mean, it sounds like you had a good foundation right from the start.
2: I was very fortunate where, um, even through bodybuilding, I had intelligent guidance from day one so I was didn't end up making a lot of these stupid rookie mistakes a lot of people do yeah in that and in powerlifting too I had a great group of guys um at my buddy Aaron's house and you know was a coached along the way trained with a couple awesome groups of guys and uh it makes makes a big difference yeah for sure I think uh
1: in terms of the environment that you lift in I mean uh, going from you know say a good life or something like that or it's a very like commercial gym franchise and not a lot of people are lifting very by heavy. yourself. yeah by yourself Verses. if you don't have a training partner and then going to a gym you know that's tailored for powerlifting and having those guys there you know like mm-hmm. cheering you on and giving you tips I think that makes a big difference
2: it does uh, I always said from day one you know you make you create your own success but I agree with you 100% powerlifting is you against the weight but if you don't have that support team behind you to yeah. help me get out of my gear, or <laughs> give liftoffs and, you know, be able to critique you on your lifts and everything else like that. That's, you You need to have that. That's yeah. just as important Absolutely. as lifting the weight. So yeah. yeah,
1: Yeah. totally agree. So how many years have you been into powerlifting, I guess? Because I know you said you started bodybuilding.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 2008 or 2009 okay. that I uh, kind of made the transition there and uh competed in my first bench press competition. I think it was 2009, oh, yeah. I think. Okay. So. Yeah. How did that go? Uh, horrible. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> uh, every year there's a red brick bench press competition okay. uh, that started out being held in Lewiston, New York, and then it's migrated to uh, Buffalo. Uh, for years it's been the biggest bench-only bench press competition uh-huh. on the eastern seaboard of the United uh-huh. States. and uh, It's a fundraiser to raise money for um, military families. That's great. And every year there's uh, awards for fallen soldiers, for best lifter and things like Uh, that. They've raised, I can't even remember how much money, like tens of thousands of dollars. I think it was like over 50 grand, Uh I think, over the course of the time. And uh, they actually built a memorial in uh, Niagara Falls for the Iraqi veterans, I believe. So it's done tremendous things. And my first meet there didn't get a single lift oh no! Really? no. Yeah. no it was uh, very bad I yeah very bad experience but a lot of times when you have that bad experience where you get knocked down that's going to give you the fuel that you need yeah, to come back absolutely. and I've won first place in every single competition <laughs> I've done since then
1: there you go so, so it's just the the fuel for the fire oh yeah 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 what
0: did, what did you kind of learn from that failure like what like did you pick your weight too high was it like what was the
2: a lot <laughs> yeah it was uh I definitely opened up too heavy yeah. Uh, heavier than I should have. And even, you know, going back and looking back, it's very, hindsight is twenty twenty. Looking back at <laughs> the train that you did leading up to that, well, you know, I lost at the bottom. Well, what was I doing in my training to help prevent that? Mm-hmm. Nothing? Well, that's why you bond. So don't do that again. Every meet you do is a learning experience, and every time you're going to pick something different that you need to work on. So, yeah, mm-hmm. constantly evolving.
1: Yeah, and learning from past mistakes to make sure you don't do them again, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a lot of powerlifting in general because you're constantly tweaking, constantly making sure that you're doing what you need to do to go past your weaknesses. Oh yeah,
2: in a perfect world, you would just train everything and everything would come up and then that would be it. But <laughs> yeah. naturally, as one thing gets stronger, that's going to leave something else a little more, and you just have to, you know, be very in tune with your body, be very in tune with your lifts. I keep a record of every single session I do, even my. You know, deload sessions, my back-off weeks, everything, every single rep. So you can take a look back at the last month, the last six months, and really be able to analyze where you're at now and go back and look at that. It's just like a nutrition program. If you're not detailing everything down to a T, it's going to be hard to diagnose exactly what you need to tweak with that. Yeah. Yeah, you
1: might miss something important that you, you know, could change you know, the impact that do you have on, on a meet or something, you know, exactly. it could, could mean missing a lift even. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think, yeah,
0: I think that's a good point to be very analytical, analytical about it. By ground. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. do you, so do you use that past training to then predict your next few weeks or do you plan, I pick a number six months ahead and then train, work your way back as far as your programming and stuff?
2: With me, honestly, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keeping track of everything that I'm doing, I... Kind of have a game plan for the next month, the next two months out. Yeah. And while you also don't want to get too ahead of yourself and pick numbers that are unrealistic, you have to pick short-term goals to get to those long-term goals mm-hmm. too. But yeah. uh, if you don't ultimately have a goal that you want to achieve, then you know that'll help set those yep. goals in the midterm yeah. too. Yeah. Whether great. it's that 700-pound bench or that 1,000 squat or whatever <laughs> it is they want. So yeah. 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 yeah
1: so uh, tell us about today's session. How did it go?
2: Uh, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish today. Um, ended up working huge PR. That's the heaviest I've ever squatted. Hit 1,015 for a double reverse band and then hit 1045 for my top set. Uh, they weren't to depth. I know that. <laughs> I, I won't claim that, that they were. But that is how I've been able to make the best progressions in my squat is I'll take, you know, A high box, or I'll take a reverse band, or I I I, purposely—I don't care how low I get, as long as it's at least halfway down. So my body feels the weight. Mentally too, we were talking before, knowing that you are actually physically able to handle that weight is going to help for that next time. And from here on out, if I can stay around the same weight, but take it deeper each time, take less—you know—straight weight next time too. That for me has made the best progression. So just
1: one step at a time. That's it. Yeah, for sure. No, I think it shows. I mean, uh, not only are you incredibly focused and I don't think, I mean, when Adam asked if you were intimidated about the weight, you know, I I don't think that's even running through your head because you can see how how aggressive and how, you know, focused you are on the weight. So I think that definitely shows and uh, I think it plays a big part in your training just because you're so confident that you can do it and you know that it's just one little step at a
0: time.
2: And part of that will definitely be your training strategy. If you're training smart, then you know that the next week will come. This is a step that you're taking. It's not going to be easy, but it's a, you're going to get it. And yeah. the other part is just that mental side where nothing is going to stand in my way. I yeah. don't care. I'm conquering this, and that's it. There's no questions about it. Yeah. If you have that fear, that's going to be in the back of your head the whole time. Absolutely. And you can't no, hesitate, right? There's it's no place for that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, That's definitely. what the sports or anything
0: that carries through I think any sort of hesitation or doubt in your mind It's going to show through in your performance So I think mm-hmm. you have to get rid of that and the only way to do that though is to have a long history of successful sustainable training yep. And if you're going above your means and hurting yourself repeatedly, then you're going to have that doubt So it's mm-hmm. good to be smart about it. Yeah, so what's uh, what's the future hold for you right now? What are the next couple months look like?
2: Well planning on For my upcoming meet I'm going to be getting back in gear A lot more often from here on out i've taken taken the last like six months completely raw and i've made some really really great steps to where i needed to go i brought a lot of weak points up i've been able to increase my my lean body mass my strength overall so that's already translating into last two weeks with when i shirt benched last week and squatting today felt felt good Mm -hmm. um got some numbers in my head i'm not going to throw that out right now but (laughs) i definitely and in the realm of hitting that so I like to rotate usually two weeks in my gear two weeks raw I don't want to yeah. rely too much on that you have to stay you have to keep your base strong yeah too, so for sure and like what does
0: next week look like for you after hitting 1045 today do you drop it way down or do you kind of keep building each week
2: uh, generally it'll keep building each week um, I run in two or three week waves kind of yeah I don't have anything set in stone in my training I know right. a lot of programs which I've done in the past, and sometimes if you have a super awesome week, you know, you might completely top out, Mm -hmm. and you might tap your body out of everything that it has, and you might not be able to increase from that next week, and then if you, well, your program says this, so this is what I have to do, and then you crash and burn, and then it takes you two weeks to recover from that, you just lost three weeks in your, you know, meat training cycle. (laughs) That's Uh, a
1: big chunk of time.
2: Yeah, I mean... I've made that mistake and (laughs) that's why, like, I have a general game plan in two or three week waves depending on how the training goes. I know by the second week if I'll be able to go on. This was my third heavy week this week Mm -hmm. and I need to back down for a week. Yeah. 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 So.
1: (laughs) No, I think it's important having kind of, uh, you know, keeping your body in mind and trying Mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, you're pushing your limits but you're not pushing so far that you, you know, take yourself out of the game for three weeks. I think that's a big part of it as well.
2: Whether you miss a lift, strain a muscle, or you know, injure yourself significantly. I mean, I've even had times where there was the one meet in particular. I was a week out mm-hmm. and just not training intelligently, and I was taking two plates, I think, and I pulled my back so bad I had to blow out the
0: meet. Really? Yeah. That's rough. I'm <laughs> <on>
2: frustrating. frustrated. <laughs> for something. devastating, yeah. Is unintelligent as that. Mm-hmm. So, you need to take the time. You need to learn your body and know how your body recovers, and you just need to train smart. There's nothing. Yeah. Does how did you up.
0: like? How'd you start? Did you start out trying a bunch of different programs, or did you have your friends kind of just through your, them coaching you? Was like how'd you pick your programming or your workouts and stuff? A little stuff? bit of all
2: of it. Um, when I first started training, the guys I was training with were following like a, a West Side Split, and that worked really well for a long time. Yeah. Um, and got to a point where. F- for me, doing two bench days, even though one day was dynamic day, you know, my shoulders were recovering. I was having a lot of pain, so I cut that out. Hmm. Um, more recently, I've been sticking to the uh, Brian Carroll's 1020 Life program yeah. principles, and that's I've been doing that for a long time. And it's been going phenomenal because there's the flexibility in that, moving in the waves, giving yourself... You know, deloading or backing down before you get to that point. So yeah. you might not progress as fast initially as you're going, but you're going to have a lot longer stretches where you're injury free. So, in yeah. the long run, over that six months, you've actually, you know, you've gained how many more weeks or training sessions or pounds, too. Yeah. I mean, it in yeah. into all that. Mm-hmm. But you also need to take time and customize whatever program you're doing to yourself. Is the textbook West Side or is the textbook? whatever program going to work for you just the same as it's going to work for you is the same as going to work for me no No. odds are no there's going to be you know you might have a better bench you might have a better squat, or you might just not recover as well so you have to take the time to learn as well not try and jump from one program to well this didn't work for me you did it for a month what do you expect (laughs) so but basically just to answer again i mean i've been following the 1020 life principles and that's I've been doing that for the longest amount of t- consecutive time, and that's been working great for me. So,
0: right. Yeah,
2: yeah. so you might as well stick to it, right? <laughs> if it ain't
0: broke, don't fix it. So. Yeah. Well, it's like Ronnie Coleman's been doing the same back workout for 20 years, I think I heard, right? And he's, you know, so like, yeah, but it's, it's not it's he's broken. Pretty like, yeah, no, he's pretty big. Yeah, he's doing something like, right. He's right. <laughs> so that speaks to if something's working just to continue on with it, right? And mm-hmm. if you yeah, if you start to plateau or whatever, then it's time to change things up. But if not, just keep grinding out. Yeah, know? Yeah, for sure um so now
1: that we're all done with uh today's session um are you going to take a rest day tomorrow or are you going to get back into it and what do you think you're going to be doing sunday's bench day all right, right.
0: it's a big day so <laughs> do you have like a lower body day because i need to bed uh, deadlift and uh squat today so you're going to do bench and overhead press tomorrow yep. or is that- um
2: yeah. it'll be i try if i my weekends with my work schedule are when I have the time to right. spend more time in the gym so I can get the heavy lifts and spend a couple hours like I want to. So if I train heavy on Saturday, I need to back down a little bit on Sunday and mm-hmm. vice versa. So if I want to bench heavy, then I'm not going to squat and deadlift yeah. You know, to max yeah. effort at that point. But uh, tomorrow will be some raw work, um, get some volume in. Went heavy last week and I went real, <laughs> real heavy today. So That'll be about are it. Are you four days a week? Right. Uh, I train four a week. Uh, generally get the meat and potatoes out on Saturday and Sunday. And then have one day during the week where I get, sp- like, speed lower body work and, like, back accessories in. And yeah. then kind of like a bench accessory day, but it ends up being more like shoulders and triceps for the most part. So. Yeah.
0: Okay. But. Great. With your, I guess, sort of hindsight, and you have a long tenured lifting career, is there anything... And you also have friends, I guess, to kind of make sure you didn't make any mistakes, but... Are there any rookie mistakes that they helped you avoid that you're happy about that you can maybe tell other people to avoid, or is there any mistakes you did you did make that you wish you wouldn't have?
2: Don't get greedy <laughs> with the weight. That's nine times out of ten. Anytime I've gotten hurt or tweaked something, I mean, we're guys. Yeah. Powerlifting's an alpha male sport. That's <laughs> the way it is. Yeah. It's not just powerlifting, but especially with that. So. Listening to your training partner or just knowing when to back off and be smart yeah. about the situation. <laughs> well, uh, that squat really didn't go very good. Ah, I can sweep 10 more pounds out. Nah, I can get in, throw another quarter on there. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not so much with myself, but I've seen a lot of people, too, in powerlifting getting into... Uh, I know raw powerlifting is a lot more popular, a lot more publicized and everything mm-hmm. right now, but... Not getting in gear too soon, too. Yeah. See, a lot of people have no business putting on a bench shirt. If you can't bench your own weight, even, or if you can't even lift 200 pounds, yeah. what do you think uh, any yeah. piece of equipment's going to do? If you can't unrack 500 pounds, no amount of briefs, knee wraps, or anything else is going to actually do Give anything. You, you have down. to have yeah, a good, strength. solid base down. Or you're going to get hurt. Going to get more, yeah. And the other thing would be your nutrition, eating too. The, the stereotypical powerlifter diet is <laughs> eat big and get big, yeah. but if you're not paying attention to what you're eating, that just goes in sync with your training, too. If mm-hmm. you can't, if you're not eating enough protein, if you're not eating enough carbs to feed yourself, but more than you need, you're gonna get <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> too fat, too, too much of a power belly at that point, too. And well, it affects your mobility and stuff, right? And oh, can, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. I went through a period where I was gaining a lot of weight when I was training and competing raw and i let myself get up to about 335 pounds i don't have a giant frame and it got to the point where i literally had to, like take a breath put my f- foot on a chair hold it tie my shoe real quick and then, <laughs> and then do it again yeah. <laughs> so you cut three inches off your stroke on your bench press but is that really going to be very good for you yeah
0: <laughs> It's not good for your health, it's not good for your cardiovascular, we're trying to do squats. i trying to do more than three, I imagine, was, like, devastating. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right? I didn't.
1: Well, it's like, uh, it's like Mark Bell. I mean, he he used to be around 310 or so, yeah. and he's been cutting down. And, like and I think he's a, he's, a, he's, a, yeah. he's a big advocate of uh, keto as well. And I think yep. you've uh, had some experience with that.
2: Yeah. I um, you know, we talked about carb backloading with uh, what Kiefer outlined and. That's exactly what I did, and I followed that program to a T, um, and it worked wonders. I actually, mm-hmm. like, I dropped down from 335. I got down to my lowest at 225. Wow. I dropped, dropped 110 pounds, yeah, 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 which was significant. I did lose a little bit of strength at that point, but I got myself down and was able to keep a lot leaner as my body weight started coming back right. up. And uh, it's funny. I actually emailed... Uh, his company with like before and after pictures just want to say, you well, know, this program's been working phenomenal. This is, you know, a picture of me getting my knees wrapped at this weight. And here's a picture of me two years later down this weight doing this. And they actually responded back like we didn't believe your story until you saw the <laughs> pictures yourself. <laughs> that's I mean, outrageous. And that's I could tell you what I ate three years ago to a T. I could right. tell you what my macros were, what my meals were. I've been doing it for so long. And it's a little hardwired kind of from bodybuilding too, but if you want to be successful, nutrition is just as important as your training. You have to have all that dialed in. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And if you're not, then how are you going to take it to the next level? How are you going to dial your squat in if every other piece of the puzzle isn't in too? It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense, but a lot of people do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You have to eat like you're a bodybuilder
1: yeah
2: definitely yeah. we
0: want to and, minimize as yeah. many variables as there are too right so if you go mm-hmm. and you miss a lift but you don't know if your macros are on point you don't know if you're sleeping enough you don't know if your training's right you're not tracking any of this you don't know where to fix it you don't know where to start yeah, but if you know for me. sure my food's on point I'm sleeping yeah. eight hours a day okay it must be my training now I can just focus on that section and you know get after it yeah. exactly yeah um, I was going to say something but I forgot um, oh yeah, so I know from hearing like Mark Bell talk, um, he used to track his macros a lot and now he doesn't really bother just because over time he's he knows kind of what a portion is or how much is, you know, and you've been doing this for 10 years. Mm. Do you kind of know now what you're eating and like how much it is or do you still like really closely track it?
2: I I still track it just because I like Yeah. knowing mm-hmm. that, but I know exactly what I'm eating. I know exactly yeah. how much. I mean, I still weigh my chicken. I still measure my, <laughs> you know, rice and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, I can do it with my eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when once you've gotten to that point, too, you know, well, if my weight's up a little bit or I need to cut for a meet or anything like that, it's so eat, Like, I could drop 10 pounds without losing anything Yeah. like that. Or if I want to, you know, gain 10 pounds for a, you know, heavy squat day, I can do that, too, because mm-hmm. you you have the consistency, and I just, it does, it becomes yeah. second nature yeah. for you. You
1: know how to manipulate it. Exactly, yeah. 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 And I think that's an important part, because uh, I know maybe even outside of powerlifting, there's a lot of people that don't really understand the concept of, of nutrition, mm-hmm. something as simple as, um, you know, eating properly, um, and, it, you know, it makes even a bigger difference in powerlifting. Like Adam said, and you've said as well, you need to balance everything, Yep. so I think that it's, it's good to... You know, even if you've been tracking for 10 years, well, you've done it for that long, so why don't you keep doing it just to make sure that you're, you know, you're still
0: doing the right thing.
2: I still want to make progressions. I still want to move forward, so you still need to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And obviously
0: everyone's different, so nutrition's not always going to be the same, but can you talk about a couple points of what you do to lose 10 pounds versus what you do to gain 10 pounds and like how that works for you?
2: Focusing with the carb backloading, it's, it's really easy to do. Again, you need to know where your numbers need to be. Yeah. And... Even with that, it's, it really is about your macros. I mean, make right. smart food choices. I mean, I still eat lean lean meat, chicken, rice, potatoes. I, you know, the only guilty pleasure I have really is cereal. <laughs> cereal and yeah. Pop-Tarts. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I got to have the Pop-Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you're, you know, looking to drop and you're cutting your carbs, making up for the fat and the difference in your calories, you dropping your calories too low is what people do a lot of times when they're trying to drop weight or drop water so you cut 100 carbs out and that's 400 calories and you're not making that up somewhere yeah you know you're gonna start to crash and burn at that point you're gonna lose muscle you're gonna feel like crap you're gonna have crappy workouts and it just all yeah it's a vicious cycle (laughs) so um, knowing how your body responds to that which takes time and learning and tracking and everything else and mistakes (laughs) A gotcha. of mistakes. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that is kind of prescribed in backloading at least is, you know, it's advertises pizza, donuts, and stuff like that. And the first 10 days that you're doing that, you abstain from all carbs, go completely ketogenic at that point. And then my first carb night that I had, I ate like half a pizza and, I don't know, like eight donuts or something like <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Went to a local farm, they had apple cider donuts, it was October there and oh man, it was great. <laughs> and when I was fifteen pounds heavier the next morning, I mean <laughs> you have to yeah. expect that, you know, with if you're carb depleted when you're eating carbs, you know, with the sodium and everything like that, you are going to rebound and yeah. gain some mm-hmm. you know, some water weight, but fifteen pounds is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely, of yeah. <laughs> I, I still did similar stuff like that for a long time. But then once I actually cleaned up the food, you have to feed the machine. I mean feeding it. Garbage. Yep. What do you think's going to happen? Exactly. Sure. That's why I started leaning out a lot better. I started feeling better. I was having better sessions too. So. Yep. I don't care what I eat if it's <laughs> fueling me to do what I want to do. That's what I want to eat. Yep. Yep. As simple as that. Oh yeah. So, Definitely. Yeah.
0: How do you um, through being doing this for ten years? I know we're in university right now, and a lot of our friends say we oh, all we don't have time to go to the gym. We don't have time. And I, it's like we have this assignment or we have this always going on. How have you found time over the last ten years to do it? Obviously, it's a priority. It's something you love to do. So you...
2: If you want it bad enough, you're going to do it. Yeah. And if you're not willing to do it, then you don't want it bad enough. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I've been in that situation. But, like, when I was in high school, I was it's my senior year of high school, I was taking classes at two different colleges and working yeah. two jobs. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I moved away for a while for work. And uh, I was working seven days a week, sometimes 18, 20-hour days. I got it in yeah. I wanted it and mm-hmm. there's no secret to it you want it or you don't yeah. and that's it and if you're complaining that you don't have the time and this and that I mean you might have to be flexible with your schedule but don't complain to me then Yeah. do you think that you know Mark Bell or do you think any of the top lifters do you think like
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger all the shit he's done in his life like this guy had just free time always to like work out there's no way
2: no, right? you you want to be a champion. You want to be successful. At what you do, you do what it takes. Yeah. And any complaining or excuses, you don't want it. And that's it. Stop complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I on. mean, it's it's all up here, and right, you don't so have too. you yeah. don't have the mindset you need. Yeah,
0: totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> I totally agree. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it's as simple as that. And there's always going to be that assignment, whether it's, you know, or actually a kid, or there's always going to be, like, life's not going to get less busy as you get older, right? There's no. always going to be more responsibility. And at our age, we have, like, probably the least responsibility you could possibly have, realistically. And it's only going to get harder for us. So if we're not making time for it now, you're not going to make time for it later, Well
2: Oh, right? yeah, like, I, I so, don't have kids yet, but you're going to have, oh, man, okay, I'm getting out of work. Oh, you're not getting out of work. Oh, uh, you're working overtime. You don't know when you're getting out of work, <laughs> am I going to let that make me miss a meal yeah right no you can't no always have extra food with you you have to plan for your goals and you know there are things in life that you can't predict that are out of your yeah. control yeah. but you can be smart enough to prepare for that so it's not going to derail you yeah. absolutely yeah that's what it takes so that's what you do yeah. exactly
0: no <laughs> that's well, true words have not been spoken <laughs> yeah, yeah no I think that's a great way to put it
1: well um I think that's uh, as many questions as uh, we wanted to ask. but yeah. uh, thanks again for having us out here. Um, thanks Chris Fit for uh, you know hosting us here. This is an amazing facility. Um, if you're in the Niagara Falls region, check it out. Um, they could have they have probably every piece of equipment you can imagine or even want to use. Yeah. Um, they got a monolift. Uh, so yeah come out check it out. It's a great place to lift. It yeah, will link it in the description. Yeah, maybe you'll run into Paul too. Um, <laughs> yeah so thanks again. appreciate nice. it. Yeah. a great time and uh, uh, hopefully we'll them. come back down again
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> on cool thanks
1: feel like ali down goes spray on the motherfucking i feel like Jordan prime i feel
2: like magic does a 1980 lake on the motherfucking right